Yeah. Uh-oh, emote, emote. Emote! Emote! Emote, wipe to the next scene. To the mom. Look at she's rocking out. Emoting, emoting! Tootsie, goodbye. Now, Don't guess who will come through the door? Uh, is it the Grim Reaper? Oh, it's it's Dazzle. The <laughs> now, this film premiered on Yom Kippur. But the thing the is, you're not supposed to go out on Yom Kippur. Wait a minute. No, that was not intentional, though, was it? This, yes, this film's premiere date and time in New York City at 8.45 p.m. on October 6th was chosen to coincide with the Yom Kippur holiday, uh, which around much of the film's plot is centered. The world premiere you know, was at the Tower Theater in Los Angeles. And at the end, the audience got up on their feet and they said, I'm so hungry. It's been two <laughs> hours since I had anything to eat. <laughs> Now, during the original release, many cinemas showed the film showed the film fully silent because they didn't have the equipment. Right. Yeah. That's like me with like HD TV. You know, like the, it'll be cropped wrong because I don't have the TV for it. <laughs> it um, they released it in the UK in 1928. Um. Saturday, February 4th, 1928. Ah, it doesn't matter. Um, anyway, weird. the thing is, you're not supposed to be out on Yom Kippur, so I don't get why they did that. Like, they did it for the Christians, I guess? I guess so, because it's, it's it's calling attention to the holiday and the movie plot. But yeah, no, you don't go out to the movies. <laughs> no, no, that's for Christmas. Yeah. <clears throat> okay, so now we're having the father and son reuniting which they is, should release this on Christmas Day. This is like the perfect Christmas Day movie. Yeah, that's for all the uh, Jewish people go to the movies or go right. skiing. It'll be fine, Papa. Yeah, he should be singing right now. He, so he says he'll soon be all right, but we don't know if that's the truth. He could very well die. Now, we don't see the film ends before he dies, but come on, he's sick in bed. Is he listening to the, uh, he can't listen to the radio because you can't have the radio on during the high holidays either. Like at least if it was Jackie Robinson or it was a baseball player and the guy was mm -hmm. in bed, you could hear the game and like hear the right. home run being made. Not on Yom Kippur. Now, sound nearly doubled the budget of a film. That's one of the reasons why Hollywood didn't just switch. Also, the theaters themselves had like a conversion cost that was hard, you know, like MGM owned like over a hundred, a thousand out, uh, outlets and they did a slow like wait and see roll out. Um, so in the midst of the talkie craze, studio bosses faced with limited amount of sound equipment and qualified right. sound technicians, leaving them headaches over productions, talkies versus silent. And silence were internationally marketable very cheap because it's just a different language. You just write it. Um, Low-budget producers of Westerns, 
were impacted with silence coming, you know, up until 1930, these Westerns were silent. Many studios continue to produce both silent and sound version of their films, including the the classic All's Quiet on the Western Front, 1930. Oh, I didn't realize it was that was silent and in and audio. Both. Yeah. Okay, now Mary's, you know, it's still not over. They're still like, come on back, son. There has to be this. I mean, we had it the one way. Should I go? Should I go? Should I go? Right. Okay, I'm going to go. And now we're going to get in, should I stay? Should one. I stay? Oh, I, I see, yeah. Funny she is, man. You'll queer yourself on Broadway. You'll never get another job. Uh, half of Broadway is queer, boss. And they're working. <laughs> All right. I got to light the menorah. Wait a minute. This is not the menorah. No, I mean, she is a menorah T. <laughs> <laughs> All right, bravo. All right, speak it to the out. Give a chance to my wife. It's a brick of my mother's heart. I talk yeah, to the side of my mouth. I croon like this, Carl. <laughs> Pitching my voice over to you. Now, it makes sense they're back here because opening night is like minutes away. 45 well, first off, they should not have opening night on Yom Kippur either. Like, we're complaining about the movie actually opening on Yom Kippur. This whole point of this show is takes place on Yom Kippur. No, but, I mean, it was Christian. It was a Christian world, right? I mean, sure, there was other... I mean, pretty much Judaism was there, especially if it's a Christian, yeah, but if, there's a, if the story is about Jews and it's a Christian right. world, then why not premiere it on the this holiday that the movie's about? The, you know, it doesn't affect you. Well, that's what I was saying before. Like, why did yeah. they do that? Because of the Christians, you know? I guess. Right, because the Christians audience who's going to see this. But it, I think it, they, it, it, they might have had a misunderstanding about what Yom Kippur was all about. Well, you know, it was if it was Yom Kippur weekend, when once the sun sets and you could eat, you could go to the theater and be like, one ticket and six bags of popcorn, please. Yeah. <laughs> This was the top-grossing film of 1927. It was produced by Warner Brothers Pictures. It was produced by Daryl Zanuck. It was distributed by Warner Brothers. It was released on October 6, 1927. It's 89 minutes running time. It's 96 with the exit and overture music. It has six songs performed by Al Jolson. And Zanuck, the producer, won an Oscar. It was an honorary Oscar for producing the film. It was the first Academy Awards. We're getting that a lot because we're doing 1927. That's right. Well, the first Academy Awards, 1927, Wings was the first winner. Yeah. Yes. They really liked Thomas Hayden Church's right. deadpan delivery. It was really the wrong format for a Oscar, but they did it. Oh, April Follies with Mary Dale and Jack Robin. It's Jack opening Robin. tonight. Let's go. <clears throat> Wait a minute. Is, is Young Kippur in April? I guess so. Yes, yes, definitely. Michael. <laughs> Did you know this play closed in a month? I'll edit month? that out. No, I won't. What wait, wait. April Follies. It only lasted twenty uh, four weeks. April Fool's. Ladies and gentlemen, there will be no performance this evening. So screw off. We want our money back. Fuck your money. Right here with your money. You get lost. But you can sit here and play on your phone. It's because you're on your cell phones all night. Get them off. 
you saw Jack and Jill, right? With uh, of course, right. So remember how mad Al Pacino gets when somebody's cell phone rings? He's doing his play, and then later he gets mad again, but it was his phone, and oh, then right. he takes the call. Oh, he was all over the place. Classic. He feels better now. Well, I don't know. Well, that's good. Come on, let's have an interstitial, please. What's going on here? Now, I saw this film. This is the fourth time, but... Oh, I didn't realize they're saying. Now, here is a very impassioned Colinar, or whatever it's called, by Jackie. There he is. But it's a silent. It's not a sink. Look how happy Dad is. Now, the Bible on the left got ripped. That's the Torah. Oh, he hears it. Yes, yeah, they opened the window for him. We have our son again! It paid off that I was a jerk. Oh no, uh oh, uh oh, sleepy, sleepy dad. So sleepy. Oh. Now look, his eyes are open. Look, see how they're acting like he's dead? His eyes were open at the end, and the internet didn't say that wasn't on purpose. He's breathing. He's breathing right now. You can see him breathe. Yeah, so I don't understand. I don't think he's dead. I think we end this film with... I don't know the answer. It's going to end on a prayer? Wait, you see the Bible there on the left, Mike? You see the yes, ripping? Yes, I see the It got ripped. It, that's the Torah. It got Torah? Yeah, yeah, okay. Okay. <laughs> Who tore it? Tell me. Who tore That's the Ripa. He's reading from the Ripa. I mean, I mean the Torah. Now look, she says a jazz singer singing to his God. She's on board. You know what I mean? She's, and so is he. You know, I mean, maybe they finally realized how, that they were going to have an opening night and have a rabbinical son. Mm -hmm. Perform on the on the eve of Yom Kippur. No, those are the same hats that they wear today, contemporarily at White Castle. And, you know, that's what they told me at White Castle too. That's interesting trivia. It's on their cups, their coffee mug. There we go. Finally, right now, time has passed, and he didn't get fired. He just missed the opening night. Oh no, here he goes. Oh boy. Yeah, now we get Mammy. And there's Mammy. Oh yeah. Oh, here he goes. Mammy. Sunshine's west, but I know where. Sunshine's past. I can't. I can't. Killing me. It's so bittersweet how this nice film gets wrecked. He's wearing gloves. Are those his white hands? 
Yeah, I mean, honestly, and I hate to interrupt this, I guess, but there's a lot more to this than I need to know. I mean, like, this movie's been around for decades, for almost 100 years. There's got to be plenty of writings on this that I can just kind of get a little more background about it. And, mm-hmm. you know, just, but, you know, part of it, reading about it is seeing it. And that's what we're doing right now. It's not really great. I'm not. West. Mary loves it. The other guys are bored in the audience. You see yeah, their feet right. tapping? Right. I was looking at that guy. How many times can you listen to this song in a row? Well, what do you mean? This is our first. Well, let's say you have the 45, right? You put it on and like seven minutes of him going, Mammy. And then you like put on the B side and it's like the instrumental or, you know, it's yeah, like something. Right. Do you put the A side back on? Nah, probably play if the B side. You got a 45 and you just got it. Yes. You probably listened to it all night and your, your dad is like, turn that off, you punk. Turn that 78 off. I can't. I don't know how it works. All right. The WBN. We be. We bend. Now we got to listen to this. Now, you know that, music. right, but I Excuse think me, it sounds me. like, um, me. what? I'm getting up and leaving the theater. Excuse me, part of me. <laughs> okay. Um, do you know the, um, that sweet Caroline that's in this exit music? Okay. Wasn't that in the jazz singer in seventies? Wasn't that song sweet Caroline? Maybe. Sweet Caroline, but that's a different yeah, song, right? Uh, yeah, but there's there's themes of it in this music. Oh, I see what you're saying. Probably, I think he ripped off the jazz singer. <laughs> well, the title says he ripped off the jazz singer. Now, in '79, did he wear blackface, Neil Diamond, when he remade this? No, actually, by that time, the tides had changed, and blackface was not popular anymore. No, <laughs> I saw that in the theater. Carl, what did you think of the jazz singer, nineteen twenty-seven? I don't know, Mike. I, I, okay. I was blown away that it was sound because I got used to watching the silent movies, and we were watching a silent movie. And then he's saying, "You ain't seen nothing yet." That was great. Also, I loved the way he emoted, and you know, I, I liked how he liked Mary. But at the same time, like there was too much. You've got to go to the synagogue. I can't. There was too much back and forth. Like, what am I going to do? Just make up your mind, dude. It was like 15 minutes of, is he going to do it or not? It was poorly written. And then he gets into blackface and puts, you know, I know that was a very common thing or whatever, but the history, uh, it's just like, now I can't like it, you know? Yeah. So, I think it had the potential to be a good film, and I think this guy was a great performer. But in the end, the film falls short in its writing and in its execution for, and in historic light. You know. Yeah, I'm gonna I'm gonna agree with you. You know, and it's, to watch him actually put the makeup on, it's it's hard. It's it's always hard to watch. So it's yeah. uh, you know, and then there's some. I don't know. Yeah, I agree. You know, it's. I'm glad we saw it. It's yeah. Really I'm glad we saw it. I would put it as an out for entertainment, but it's out there in the public domain, and we just saw it on YouTube. It's a piece of history, so yeah, better we know it. 
yeah, and read up about it, learn learn more. So that's what I, I think I'll do after this. So that's good. Some movies, you know, I read about it and then I see. Some movies I see and then I read about, you know. So that's that. Now, Carl, we have a list of movies that we'll be watching in the next couple of weeks. Yes. Do you, re- do you have on the list of next week's movie? Well, I think we shouldn't try to announce it because we don't know. It could be that stowaway to the moon guy. It could be laser blast. It could be, what's his name? Muggsy's women. Muggsy's girls. Yeah. Muggsy's girls. It could be Rosebud Beach Hotel. Okay. So we got, we got a lot of things brewing here in 23 and we want to thank you for watching a movie with us, the jazz singer from 1927. And you can, if you watch, watched it, you've seen it us on YouTube. You watch a lot of YouTube, subscribe to our channel, and it'll be there in the mix. You don't have to watch the whole two hours. You don't even have to watch it. Just subscribe. No, my no. podcast people. Listen, no, I'm pandering. We don't like big subs. No, we want you to like the show, and that's why you subscribe. Okay, listen. Don't listen to Carl. Send money to P.O. Box. <laughs> All right, well, anyway, that's been our show. Next week, we'll have another full-length movie here. Make sure you listen to us first on uniradio.fm on Sunday 2 p.m., where you have to find the YouTube and watch the movie, sync it up, or listen to the podcast at your leisure and also sync it up, or just watch the YouTube channel where Carl has already synced up the movie, and we'll be back next week. Thank you, Carl. Let's watch a full-length movie on YouTube with Mike Spiegelman. Let's watch a full-length movie on YouTube with Mike Spiegelman. Let's watch a full-length movie on YouTube with Mike Spiegelman. Let's watch a full-length movie on YouTube with Mike this song. I'm Mike's friend. My turn-ons are satin sheets. I love to be outdoors. Follow me on Twitter. Jokes to Carl. The French duh, not the duh duh. Let's watch a full-length movie on YouTube with Mike Spiegelman. Let's watch a full-length Welcome to L-W-A-F-L-M-O-Y-T. Let's watch a full-length movie on YouTube with Mike Spiegelman and Carl. Hey, Hi, Mike. Carl. Thanks for having me. I am an official co-host now, and I, I welcome our audience. I was going to thank you, but there's no need to thank you. I'm a regular. You've been a regular on this show for, I don't know, the second year. We've been oh, I've been the- regularly booked. Yes. We're right now streaming first on mutinyradio.fm, the internet's uh, radio station from San Francisco. You can listen to us every Sunday, 2 p.m. Pacific Standard Time. We follow Found Round Sound with Scotto at noon, and we're right before Ugly Sundays. Uh, so you can tune in <coughs> to mutinyradio.fm uh, beginning at noon PST and listen to some music, then watch a movie with us, and then listen to more music. How about that? We're going to watch a full-length movie on YouTube. We also have a podcast by our acronym, L-W-A-F-L-M-O-Y-T. We also have a YouTube channel that uh, Colin, that Carl 
Sorry, Carl. Uh, Carl That's all right. Colin's equally as much a friend as me. <laughs> <laughs> like the uh, same level. We, we are here on YouTube as well. Uh, you can watch us ourselves. Hey, look, I'm wearing my mini radio shirt. An exclusive. Oh, wow. Yeah. Uh, Holy cow. Those, you can't just get those for free. Mike Spiegelman's wearing a Mutiny Radio Comedy <laughs> Festival in Los Angeles. Yeah, that's like the last year and a half. Um, so you can follow us on the YouTube. You can follow us on the podcast. Or you can stream here as right now on Mutiny Radio. Mutiny Radio can use your donations. Go ahead to Venmo. Donate at Mutiny Radio. Carl, what is the movie we are watching? What full-length movie are we watching today? Today we will watch The Kid Brother, 1927. The Kid Brother, okay. 1927. The channel we like is <laughs> Title Films. Uh -oh. Way to hit it over the head. It's what, films. What's that's the catch? The what's like. the catch? Okay, so go ahead and type in The Kid Brother. That's from 1927, and that's a special year. We'll tell you in a sec. It is hosted by the channel <coughs> Films. 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 Click the link, hit pause, move it to 000. Uh, we have a really excited Carl produces yeah. his show, did the theme song, he yeah. syncs up the videos, yeah. and he interviewed a celebrity comedian. I did. To, yeah. So while you go on YouTube and figure this out, chill out. Carl has an interview with a uh, celebrity comedian. The celebrity comedian will give you talk about himself, herself, and then we'll do the celebrity comedian countdown. And when that comic says go, we go. Carl, take it away. Ladies and gentlemen, welcome back to Celebrity Comedian Countdown, this time with Gary G. Garcia. Welcome, Gary. What's up, baby? Now, Gary, thank you when for you, me. Yeah, well, thank you for being there, I, being here. I mean, I have you here because you are a big time, hot shot, headliner comedian. I was excited to get you. But the first thing I want to say is when people look you up, they got to include the G, right? Yeah. G Garcia. Very important. Otherwise, Very important. I come up, uh, when you Google Gary Garcia, I come up like on page nine. <laughs> there's, a, there's a lot of, there's a lot more people named Gary Garcia that are doing much more than I am. <laughs> <laughs> um, but if you put in Gary G Garcia, I pop right up. Now, you were a epic, epic records recording artist. Yeah, Tell back in uh, 1992. How did you get from there to here? Okay, so we're going back to 92. Tell yeah. me a little bit about that time and what was going on with you in your life. Uh, well, we had, uh, we, had, we had started what at the time was the first live hip-hop band. Uh -huh. So it was, uh, you know, live guitar, bass, drums. Uh, we had a live DJ, and then we had a dude, my boy Peter George, who triggered the samples, and I was the vocalist. Uh -huh. And we were called uh, Smoking Suckers with Logic. That's great. Smoke uh, SSL for short. You know, we, we, had, we had a very brief, very quick pop of light. You know, I got to get into Rolling Stone magazine. You know, I had a little <laughs> article there, first issue of Vibe. So it was very quick and we faded very fast. Well, we, that we, is still. We killed ourselves, really. We, we shot our own foot, feet off. <laughs> well, a hell of a ride. So what, you guys self-destructed in a way? Yeah, no, in every way. That's exactly uh, what happened. We just, you know, you can't give a bunch of, I was 22 at the time. When we got signed, we got signed uh, for like 800000 wow, It was yeah. a very large, it was a very large uh, deal for, you know, a, a first-time band. And, uh, 
Everything was looking really good, but our heads blew up before the album did. <laughs> our heads blew up even before the album came out. I mean, we were 22. We didn't have no guidance. So, you know, here it is. We're taking pictures. I was in the first issue of Vibe. I played with Ziggy Marley. I was playing with KRS. Wow. I played with Julian Lennon. And, you know, you tend to, well, we also got, I should mention, we got kicked off the Bob Marley tour. I mean, yes. the, the Ziggy Marley tour. Uh-huh. Um, because of, you know, our antics. We were a little crazy. It was, it was a lot of kids from the street. And, uh, you know, a lot of things happening quick. And no, nobody, you know, we, we, were, we were just wild, man. We went on tour, and that was the end of it. Once uh-huh. we got back from the tour, we left. They gave us a 12-passenger van to go on tour, brand new. When we, when we bought it back, it looked like it was from Road Warrior. Oh, wow. The windshield was completely shattered. I hit, like, a wild turkey doing 65 miles an hour in cruise <laughs> control. It was insane. It was an insane ride, but it was fun. You know, we had some moments. I got a song in, uh, in um... Street Fighter 2, the animated movie. Uh-huh. They got one of my songs in there. I that's got a couple sweet. of movies, yeah. So it was cool. Yeah, that's very cool. I mean, I, I understand that it fell apart, you know. Yeah, but then we got blackballed, know. which is very true. You can get blackballed. <laughs> <laughs> I, I thought that was a myth, but it's actually very true. You can get blackballed. You know, we had all the majors coming after us when we first signed with Epic, but then when we broke up with Epic, nobody wanted to touch us. The word was out, not to even let us in the door. Yeah, and we weren't we weren't let in the door. We could have probably worked through it. We were very talented, but I didn't have the patience. Mm-hmm. You know, I was young. Now today, kids, that stuff. Start having kids. You are not young anymore, right? Not you're yet. in your fifties, like me, and you're yeah. out there doing comedy. Now your your base is Atlantic City, and this is a tourist spot, so the crowds are good every single night of the week, right? Tell well, me about this. Pretty much. I mean, the winter it slows down. In the winter, the average, like I said, on a Monday, Wednesday, Thursday, you're probably going to get like 20, sometimes even 15, mm-hmm. you know. But uh, for some reason, Tuesdays, I think it's because they give the free hotel rooms on certain days. So Tuesdays, for some reason, pop. Okay. And uh, then you got the weekends. The weekends carry us through. Saturdays, we're always going to have 100 or more for both shows. And we do two shows every night. And uh, we're supposedly opening up another spot down the boardwalk. I'm not really at liberty to say it yet because I don't think it's been completely finalized. Right. But if that's the case, we'll have another room. Before now, COVID, we had five rooms. So that'll make you have three rooms. Yeah. Then Well, well the Anchor Rock Club, I don't know if we're going through the whole winter with that. They do okay. a lot of rock shows there, too. Right now, we have a deal with them where we're doing uh, Mondays and Tuesdays. Okay. Okay. You know, so uh, what was the, I mean, before COVID, we had five five rooms. Every single night of the week, I would do a show in Tropicana, run to run, you know, get off the stage, run all the way down because we had another show going on. But I was going on later, run down to Caesars, then run to Bally's, then finish it off over at Showboat. Wow, what a night. Good times. Yeah, it was rock and roll, man. Just running from show to show, going up. It was great. And each room was usually pretty well because there's always going to be people out here. And the good thing about Atlantic City is the people that come out here, unlike New York, I do a lot of shows in New York. I'm out there every Monday. I run a midnight show there called uh, the Not Quite Tuesday Show with my brother Adam Gable. Uh-huh. When I say my brother, I mean my brother in comedy. Um, uh, Adam Gable, we run, we run a midnight show there. We've been out there for like, we've been out there doing shows for two years, but with the Not Quite Tuesday Show, it's a full year. We just made like a year about three months ago. We made a year over there. So that's always popping. But out there it's different because that's tourist also. And yeah. and but the tourists there are from like, you know, 
you know, freaking other countries. You'll get people mm -hmm. from Denmark and England and Ireland and, and all these different countries, which is great when you when you do well because you know your stuff is universal. People from anywhere can, you know, can relate yeah. to it. Yeah. But in Atlantic City, the tourists that you get are Ohio, PA, you know, Chicago, Detroit, and, and right. like, you know, uh, Florida. And so when you hit the road, these are people that are actually going to follow you and become fans and, and stick with you. Having having two fans in England is great, but it's not going <laughs> to do nothing for my career. You know what I'm saying? <laughs> so the good thing about Atlantic City is it correlates to when I hit the road. Because mm -hmm. the people that see me in Atlantic City, when I come out to their hometowns, then they come out to see me. So, yeah, so Atlantic nice. City, you know, has been has been a blessing to me. You know, in so many ways, even just the time during COVID, we were open. Once they opened up the restaurants, we were the only live entertainment in probably anywhere in, in the East Coast, but definitely in Atlantic City. There was nothing else open, no bars, no clubs, nothing, no live shows. We were the only live show. We were allowed 60 people and uh, we were sold out every single night. I bet you. Yeah, and I was doing two one. shows a night. 30, 40 minutes a night. There were some nights, I think the longest I did was like an hour and 26 minutes is the longest I've done so far. One night they just let me go. and was like, go as long as you want. Gotcha. Um, but I was, there was a point I was, I, I'll say, and I'll say this boldly, and I'm pretty sure it's true. I was doing more time as a comedian than any other comedian, definitely in the East Coast. Uh -huh. um, I would probably say the world. I was doing an hour a night, easy. Gotcha. Every single night during, during the lockdowns. That's your so there job. There was a point where I was just building and building. I, I, it's been a great opportunity for me, you know? Well, yeah, you were talking to me about your comedy special. You've retired all those jokes because yeah. you don't want people to come out and see you go, oh, I saw that on the special, right? That well, means I just want them to see me to go home and be like, oh, I didn't, I didn't hear him say that tonight. This is right, right. Now, you've also got this Rated G podcast, okay? And yeah. I'm sure it's G from Gary G. Garcia and then Rated G, which I'm sure it ain't, you know? And I yeah. think Brian... No, it's not. Who's your co-host, Brian? Brian Licata. Licata. Okay. Yeah. Tell me about this one. Two episodes away right now, which by the time this comes out, I'll be at my 100th episode, which is... Very nice. be a very big milestone. I've had, like, some good people on there. I've had uh, uh, Jimmy G from... Um, Murphy's Law on there. Mm -hmm. I had Tommy Chong from Cheech and Chong. Yeah. I had Eleanor, uh, Eleanor Kerrigan on there. Mm -hmm. She's a beast comedian. She's also from, um, what was that show? Entourage. Right. So we got some good, some like really good people. And then, and then most of the people you're going to see on my show are people who are going to be stars. Gotcha. You know what I'm saying? Like they're making noise. They're up there. These are people I believe in. And uh, these are people to watch out for. I'm Tell me about this one. Two episodes away right now, which by the time this comes out, I'll be at my hundredth episode, which is very nice. Be a very big milestone. I've had like some good people on there. I've had uh, uh, Jimmy G from um, Murphy's Law on there. Mm -hmm. I had Tommy Chong from Cheech and Chong. Yeah, I've had Eleanor uh, Eleanor Kerrigan on there. She's a beast comedian. She's also from um, what was that show? Entourage. Right. So we got some good, some like really good people, and then and then most of the people you're going to see on my show are people who are going to be stars. Gotcha. You know what I'm saying? Like they're making noise. They're up there. These are people I believe in. 
And uh, these are people to watch out for. Now, you're no slouch yourself. You've even been on Showtimes. The show was called Billions. Tell me about that experience, how you got cast, <laughs> what happened there. That, that's, a, that's a lot more big. People always say, you might have seen them on Billions. Yeah. People who don't know me did not see me on Billions. <laughs> because, you know, I basically was in the background. I was in the background. I did background acting. I'm very good at, I'm in a couple of movies pretending to talk. But people <laughs> who know me saw me on on billions like people who know me call me up like yo gee i just saw you on billions because <laughs> when we did the shoot i saw you know there were all these seats to the left and then to the right there were these two seats so i already knew i'm like that's where the main actors are going to be sitting you know everyone else <laughs> didn't pick up on that so of course i picked the seat right next to them and then everybody saw me do that so they all started jumping into the seats next to them and then <laughs> they moved everybody around but i got to sit right next to the dude so you see me throughout the whole scene so yeah. technically i was on showtime yeah, you know what I'm right. saying. So technically, I was on, you know, I was on billions, you know. Well, you got a great credit for opening. I made, up apparently, I made a, I made a, an impact because they wanted to bring me back, uh -huh. and uh, they couldn't because it was the season I was already in it. They realized they already had me on the other one because somebody else had saw me and wanted to bring me on another episode. Oh, okay. I get typecasted a lot in the uh -huh. background acting field. I'm uh, always playing like a, like a, a prison. <laughs> inmate uh i had a role where they finally i was a uh, recovering addict number three <laughs> i was i was hoodlum number two and what's crazy is when, whenever i go i always go to wardrobe and right when i walk up you know they'll look at me and go he's you're good fine. You're, you're fine yeah. you're even if i'm playing a recovering addict or or whatever he's fine the way he is <laughs> i don't know how to take that that is, yeah, well, I mean, you should be offended and all at the same time be like, well, you know, the truth is I mean, the The person's really good at picking the person they want to play. Apparently, I look at, you know, what are you going to do? You know? Okay, so now, how can people find you out there on the internet, on social media? How do people, I mean, we can Google Gary G. Garcia. Is that the way to do it or you got to uh, I mean, yeah, that's my thing on everything. Gary G. Garcia is uh, my Instagram it's my Facebook. Uh, you can go to AC Jokes. You know, they have uh, all the house comedians there. and All my links are there. But if you go to my Instagram, it has my link tree. And it'll link you to everything I, I do. It'll link uh -huh. you to the special. Uh, if you want to check out Rated G, that's on. Um, it's Rated G with Gary G. Garcia and Brian Licata. But if you put in, just get into the Gary G. Garcia, it'll pop up. Yeah, uh, okay. you just put in Rated G, a bunch of stuff pops up. That's on Spotify. That's on YouTube. ITunes. That's on that's on anything where you can get uh yeah where you can get podcasts. But uh, if you want to catch all my episodes, go to Spotify. They still support free speech. Yeah. Uh, my stuff gets pulled on YouTube sometimes within well, minutes. See, yeah, within I, minutes I, that I, I put it on. That's where I catch you on YouTube because the video goes with it. You know, yeah. it's not just audio. Yeah, on Spotify they have the videos as well. Oh, okay, okay. Yeah, Spotify you can now watch videos as well. Great, it's pretty awesome. I also do uh, the JoJo and Scotty Morning Show every Monday at 7 in the morning. It's called Conspiracy Mondays on the JoJo and Scotty Morning Show. That's 100.7 FM. And you could also just put in JoJo and Scotty on the Google and it'll bring up the, it's not even an app. It just brings up their page. The you can listen live and you can listen to it from wherever you are. The way you end your show, be scared. They can't control you if, you, if you're not afraid. Yeah, right? How do you say it? How do you say it? Don't let them scare you because if they can't scare you, they can't control you. And that's just the truth. Yeah. You know, it's all through fear that we all look like right now. They're trying to get us into a position where we're dependent on them 
We need them to to make all the decisions and protect us. You're never right. going to be fully protected. No one can fully protect you. No, nope. you know what I'm saying. The only thing that can protect you is love. All we got is us. We're the ones that can keep each other safe by being kind to each other and by by being helpful and by showing love to each other. You know, we can't depend on them. They don't have our best interest at home. No, no, no. Wonderful sentiment. Now. Gary G. Garcia, everyone at home is poised to press play at the same time as we do here in the studio on YouTube. There you go. So why don't you go ahead, Gary G. Garcia, and give us that celebrity comedian countdown. It. Enjoy the movie. Three, two, one, go. Thank you, celebrity comedian countdown, for that amazing story. Now, usually we're watching silent movies, and I hate it because you have that plunkety-plunkety-plunk piano. But this doesn't. This has some sort of orchestral production, and it makes me very suspicious. In 1990, they did this alternate version. 1990, the Harold Lloyd Trust and Coco Play Productions presented an 83-minute version of the film associated with Thames Television International with a musical score written by Carl Davis. Who is that? I don't know. Who is Carl that? Davis? No. The addition of modern credits stretched the time to 83 minutes. So I don't see modern credits, but this is around 83 minutes, and it does not have the plunkety plunkety piano. No, it actually sounds like a movie mu music. Yeah. You know, doo -doo -doo. And as you watch the film with this music, as I have done, look at that chip. You see that chip? Yeah, yeah. It's a ghost ship. Oh, no. Hey, I'm from the Bay Area. Uh, there was a place called Ghost Ship that burned down and killed a lot of people. We don't talk about Ghost Ship. Okay, I understand. Here is the original mammoth medicine show, Professor Powers. But poor Professor Powers has died and left Mary. Mary oh. Powers, not Josh Powers. Mary Powers. That's question. And she's been talked into keeping the medicine show alive. Oh, you got the monkey? Listen here, don't let, don't take it from me, Pally. Take it from my monkey. He took one sip of my tonic water and boom, look at that boner. Look at that monkey boner. This monkey will give us some funny stuff. Now that's Flash who just stuck his head out and he is like, oh, excuse me, I'm sorry. She's speaking with Flash right now. The other dude is a real scumbag. He's like the, the muscle man of the show and... Um, Oh, he's he's a real jerk. I'll tell um, you. His giant name cart. is Sandoni. Muscle Man Sandoni. Do you think he's the great Sandoni? No, no. He's, uh, he's the scumbag. Nah, he's the scumbag. Now, this is the sheriff, Jim Hickory. And Jim Hickory's got three sons, but according to, like, as far as the world is concerned, he only has two. That's Leo and Olin. You see him helping with the with the uh, logs here. Yeah. Now look, snap! It breaks. Hold on, hold on, Olin. Let me use my brute strength to bend the chain back. Now look, uh, look what they do. I mean, this seriously, Mike. I, maybe it's a prop or something, but I could never do something like this. It doesn't matter if there are three guys. Yeah. Look at that. That's nuts. That's could kill your back. They also yes. should be. They should be singing Unchained Memory. <laughs> Unchained Loggery. <laughs> that reminds me of Skullduggery for some reason. Oh, here is there the third is. son. 
He is the, the youngest brother. son and he is the wimpiest son. And he is our Lloyd, um, Harold Lloyd. Now, what's he doing, Mike? What's he doing? He's, he's churning butter, Carl. Right. That'll be our first joke because he's not churning butter. He's churning laundry. Oh, I see. What a like, like he first moment we see Harold Lloyd on the screen, he's very cash. He's chewing. He's yep. just chilling. Like, boom, we're already into him. Oh, right. He is the the thing is, he doesn't look, it's on a kite. Uh, Isn't kite. that funny? Very clever. Very Rube Goldbergian. No, it's not. You can't yeah. in that. Every episode, you're talking about the guy who made the mouse trap. Right, yeah, didn't you notice he lit a bird's feet on fire and then the bird knocked over a, a congressman talking and the hot air from the congressman caused Boom. him to lose the rise? Uh. Now you see him watching them, wishing he could do something like that, but he just can't. Now he is sad because it's like his father recognizes his two strong kids and not his youngest kid. That was a bonanza, wasn't it? They always piss on Haas. I, you know... You never watched I, Bonanza? Not really. I, I remember it was on, it was in the reruns, but it wasn't like one of those reruns you saw after when you were seeing Homesick from School. Yeah, absolutely. It wasn't really even on the UFH channels at one point. Okay, so the first thing that happens is we put pressure on Harold Lloyd because he needs his white shirt, his fancy shirt for tonight's meeting. Now watch, there's continuity problem. You see the goat is chewing uh -huh. and switches the background that is not the greatest of all time boom oh no oh no the kite getting... right but it gets stuck in the roof that's pretty clever must it take a hundred takes now the the thing's really guided by a pole off camera and we're gonna see its shadow so watch because it'll okay. take okay here it comes wow. no 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 here it is there yeah, it goes. Yeah, that's it, totally. But the thing is, it, it could look like the shadow of the string, so it's not such a continuity. Who in his right mind would jump on a big pile of logs and to, like that? Okay, now, here we're going to meet bad guy. This is Hank Hooper. Boo. Essentially, the Hoop... The, the, the what about Hoop? ...are a famous family, and the Hoopers don't like him. The Hoops don't like him? No, this guy will go on to commit suicide next year, and I don't have any details on why he did it. Wow. He left a daughter behind, too. Look Jeez. at this funny thing. You don't see that every day on the farm. Now, how did they make that happen for the movie? They killed about six or seven animals until they got the shot. <laughs> they had... Now, look, you see there's a little continuity error. He, he, error. he was chasing the pig, and now he was leaning against the fence. So anyways, like, he thinks he's taking his laundry. So he says, that's my laundry. It's my dad's good shirt. Now look, the film sets it up that the father thinks that Harold is like, sort of like the ne'er-to-do-well. But you'll see throughout this film, that's not true at all. He is smart. He kicks ass. He fights. He is a yeah. true hickory. Yeah, man, hickory. I'm, I'm Team Hickory, man. Nice, down the hill. Yeah. He didn't do it on purpose to trick him, but it happened. We, I mean, ouch. Right. Now watch how, watch this trick he'll do. He trips him, gets on yeah. his back, and it retrieves the laundry. Crazy. Now, this is very funny, too. He thinks those two socks are his, but they're a napping guy. 
So he gives it to the bad guy. Oh, and then the nappy guy is like, who took my socks? You try to roll my socks. (laughs) We'll never see this guy again. That sock of to me guy. Now watch how he tricks, um, uh, watch how he tricks Hank again. Hank will go up to get the laundry. And it's not clear if he thinks it's his, I mean, he must think it's his laundry. Sure. But Harold will come and say, thank you. Thanks, Hoopy. Hoops. <laughs> no one called him Hooper, right? It's always no, they Hooper. called him Hoops. Here's Dad. Where the fuck is my son? Uh-oh, it's another Hooper. The Now, this guy's the, the bad guy for the father. Oh. Two Hooper bad Daddy guys. Daddy Hooper. Hey, have you seen Hooper's brother around here? Yeah, my name is Hooper. You can call me Hooper. <laughs> hey, Hooper's brother. Okay, so they've collected money from the town, sort of like taxes that are voluntary, to build a dam. It's going to oh. be a very good thing for the town. Son, how many times have I told you, we don't want no more trouble with these hickories. But he's going to have lots of trouble throughout the film, and it's his own fault. Watch him kick him. Watch him kick. See, he kicked yeah. him. Right in the ass. Yeah, he right deserves to be a hickory, and the dad needs to find that out. Son, is there going to... So, a lot of movies nowadays with father issues, they're always like, I, I just watched Strange World. It's like, no, dad, that's what you want to do. Right. That's right. just in this movie, right? None of that. He wants to be a hickory. He wants to join the legacy. They're famous throughout the county, and uh, he wants to be one of them. And he, he feels like he needs to earn his place. Well, actually, no, he doesn't feel like he needs to earn his place. He kind of mopes around a lot, and then later he will earn his place. Look, Carl, look, he has a string tied to the the comb to his mirror, so he'll never lose it. Right, it'll hang there. That's a good idea, right? That's a good life hack, yeah. Now, look what... (laughs) See, he thinks, oh, my shirt's fine. (laughs) Tricked his dad. Now, look, Harold Lloyd wanted more jokes in this film than any of his films. So he hired eight gag men, eight. Okay, watch. He can't come to the meeting because it's no place for boys. Uh, Son, I'm disappointed. Right, and now he'll start moping around, damn it. And he'll he'll like do play pretend. They'll put on the sheriff's outfit, you'll see. So anyway, Harold Lloyd wanted this film to be really fucking hilarious. So he hired, I guess, okay, we would call them writers. Right, yeah, gag writers. They call them gag men, at least back in the day. Well, maybe you're right. Maybe that's a current today term, too. I don't know. I'm not in the business. But if if I was, I would be the top gag writer in the industry. Oh, that's very braggy. Hey, give me a topic. I'll give you six gags by Tuesday. (laughs) (laughs) I've been trying to write this joke for a long time. It's about how, like... When jokes are obvious, like you think up a joke that you wrote on your own, but it's been done before and how it's not really plagiarism because you really didn't think it up on its own, your own, but you can't right. do it anymore. So it's like, I wrote this joke and then I saw it on a rerun for Jackie Gleason, right? <laughs> and it makes me yeah. realize I could write for Jackie Gleason. Yeah, right. Yeah, you're like, oh man, I was at the wrong time in the wrong place. I still have never made that joke work on an old, you know, to pull it out at an open mic. On. Maybe well, you and I will work on it. I'm sure. So, so now he's like pretending he's a sheriff 
And then he gets shamed. His father's looking at him. What are you doing, you little kid? You're not a sheriff. He's so good, Harold Lloyd. You know, we Which watched a lot of Buster. A huge hit. We watched a lot of Buster Keaton movies, and I kept calling him Harold Lloyd because I love Harold yep. Lloyd so much. Yeah. Yep. Now, we're watching this as we've been doing previous Januaries because uh, thanks to the public domain law in the United States. Thank you, film, Trump. Thank you, Trump, for not noticing that law got <laughs> reactivated during your administration. If that guy realized that, that the arts were, were getting free shit like this, he would no have way, no way, he man. He's got to make money. It was be it, this was not in his radar, but it was in Disney's radar. We had a deal with public domain. The importance of public domain is that culture. We discuss culture. It's in our life. It's part of our life. We talk about Iron Man. We talk. These are part of our lives. And yes. to tell these stories, at a certain point, the gatekeepers have to let go. They have to. It can't be owned. You can't own Sherlock Holmes. It, it's Definitely. not reasonable. I mean, the guy who really made you might own the rights, but you didn't make it. It's not reasonable. It's not reasonable. So they've been uh, making films, songs, books, and putting them in the public domain in the United States. Disney complained because Disney knows their time is up. They can't yeah. make money off of this anymore. They want to make their money. So they, Congress in the 90s passed a law to wait 20 years. Well, we waited 20 years, and now we're here, and this movie from 1927, along with other films is in the public domain. And by other films, Carl, the jazz singer. Yes. Metropolis. The first talkie. So the whole thing was in a talkie, just portions. Just the just the part where the Jewish guy puts blackface on his uh, on his face. Right. Hey, just... His own legacy and had no idea that it was gonna Okay, so the medicine show stopped by and said, Who signs the permits? He goes, the sheriff signs the permits, but he's not gonna be interested. He ran the last medicine show out of town. So they see Harold Lloyd as, you know, he's pretending to be the sheriff and he's he's playing, you know, he's on the porch. And they say, this guy's a fucking rube. We'll get him to sign the permit. And that's what they're uh, doing right now. They're, they're, they don't really they're know him. they're scamming him, but they are scamming him. But it's not legit. He's not the sheriff. He's a hickory. So it oh, will be it legit. What a dumbass hickory. Yeah. Hickory dickory suck my dock. <laughs> oh! Oh! The mouse <laughs> ran up the clock. The clock struck one, the other got away. I like that one. Oh, yeah? I don't know what, yeah, where'd you get that? From a guy named Bill Aronson who goes to every Scotty show. He's a big pain in the butt. But okay. every now and then he writes Name names. Show. Name names. That's Why not? Joke. Why not? This guy's a jerk. He should be called out. He goes and annoys all the comics. He thinks they're his friends. He goes into the back at the comics table and goes, hey, hey, and he just he like monopolizes their time. I want to talk to him. I want his side of the story. I want to hear his side of the story. Okay, fine. Yeah, all right. His uh, wife is Nancy Aronson, and she's a very nice, nice person. So is he giving him brownies? Thank you for the brownies. <laughs> <laughs> so he's Okay, the chairman's saying we've collected all the money from the town for the dam, so we'll give it to the person we trust the most, our sheriff. But Hooper, you know, is not thinking he's trustworthy. And he goes, what's that? What are you going to do with the money? We're just setting it up. He's going to be the pain in the ass bad guy throughout the film. Oh, the hoop. You know, this movie, if it had Hoopers and Sullivans, I'd be like, look out, Hoop, Sully's coming. 
<laughs> yeah, well, you, yeah, I guess you could do Hick. and Okay, so here's the medicine show, and here is our hero. It's Mary. Would you drink, would you go to a medicine show and get snake oil and drink it? Well, is the year 1830, and I don't know what the fuck is going on in this world, and I just trust everything I hear? Yeah, I would yeah. buy that. I want to be a He-Man. Well, that's the thing. Like, what are they promising? They're promising a boner, aren't they? Back in the no, 1830s. The, okay, so, <laughs> so the San, um, 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 Santoni, uh, Sandoni, San, not the great Sandoni. Sandoni will be a muscle man, and he'll be the example. This is what it can do for you. Now, look, he's pretty much gonna rape Mary. Right. How can that be? They're partners in a medicine show. They've known each other all this. T you know what I mean? Like, how could he? And now why is it this moment? By mistake, hit Harry on the ass. Oh, holy cow, she's beautiful. Well, I like this guy. <laughs> it, it does convey, yeah. I like the bow tie. It's very important to wear a bow tie in the middle of nowhere. Well, it's 1830. That's as much a tie as a regular tie. I'm going out to the forest. Don't forget to wear your bow tie. Now, here comes Sandoni, and he sees what's going on. Mary sees it and says, uh-oh, this guy will protect me. Uh, yeah. That's now, this is part. either the sixth or seventh Harold Lloyd film that she's been the main squeeze, okay? Nice. Now, this will be the last one that she's in. Now, she has this supporting role in a film called Wings, and the internet raves about wings okay he's got a stick but he doesn't see the snake of course sandoni does so he thinks he, he scared him off right oh right because he's so does mary. Him. but mary does and that's one of the reasons she likes him is he gonna look down and go exactly right mike you could have been a gag man oh right i was number eight put a snake on it you know what's funny is most all of the gags got cut. Even though he worked so hard to make so many little jokes in this thing, they didn't help the plot. They didn't move it along. Now, they're really sort of intimately touching for 1870s, 1850s, you know? Sure. So they're like both nervous. Mr. Hickory, I don't know how to thank you. Well, I have an idea. Uh-huh, right. Hell, Hickory log. <laughs> Actually, it's a love thing. Who told you my name? Oh, the Hickories are famous. You signed. You signed away your lead. Uh, your deed. Don't you remember? <laughs> when I was in grade school, we just, the Hickory Dickory Dock. The mouse <laughs> sucked my dock. Oh yeah, I used to go to the Hickory Barn out in Willowbrook Mall <laughs> and what get samples. Hell? You know, that it would probably be rural at this time. I want you to know this whole film was shot in California, but it's rural. Yeah. This is today's, um, it's it's Glendale Burbank oh, and near Pasadena. You know that's not rural today. No, it's not rural at all. And yeah, it is funny because you watch a lot of silence and there are like people walking around the forest and you're like, yeah. wow, that's where, we're, where the story takes place? Okay. But it's usually because it's outside the field. You that's had mentioned, they had, yeah. You mentioned Wings and uh, that she's in it. Wings also came out in 1927. It is considered, uh -huh. it's known because it's the first Oscar winner for Best Picture. Ah, uh, I see. 
It's about World War One, I think. Okay, I have to tell you something. You see how we're elevating with his yeah. climbing? Yeah, this that's pretty impressive. Yeah. This, they put the camera on a literal elevator that they made. It's pretty cool. Now, look, it's really cute. He gets up higher because she's going down a hill. And she's like, what's your name? And she goes, Mary. So, look, now she disappears below the hill. And he thinks of another question. So he goes up higher. Yeah, and there goes the elevator. Second floor. Tree Where do you live? Yeah, second floor. Locations of <laughs> trees. Where, Where do you live? live? <laughs> and a van down by the river. <laughs> oh, in a, cart, a horse and carriage down by the river. Yeah. There she goes, disappearing down the hill. But he thinks of another question. Hey, uh oh, elevator. This is really funny. Yeah, and Harold Lloyd, look what he's doing. He's climbing a tree like it's so nonchalant. A real tree. Now, this guy was just like Buster Keaton in that he would do all his own stunts and everything. It was very pantomime-y. Uh, watch this. Watch this. So it's like he won't Whoa. really be falling all that elevation, but it doesn't make it safe. As a matter of fact, he will go on to lose his thumb. He lost his thumb after this film? Yes. There was a bomb, literal bomb, that he thought was a prop. He's like, ooh, he lost his fucking thumb. So in future movies, they put a glove on him, and it was really realistic. You didn't understand that he lost his thumb. You never saw it on screen. So fucking crazy. He, uh, yeah, he's great. I love Buster Keenan. I mean, uh, Harold Lloyd. <laughs> You're doing it again, but in reverse. You know, so one of the things, my, my father was able to get a box set of Harold Lloyd's uh, collection. So it was uh -huh. silent movies and his talkies. And his talkies are not bad. They aren't bad. There's some decent comedies in there. And one of the things that Harold Lloyd did, and they included in the box set, he, he, he had his shit together compared to the other silent movie stars. Like, he owned the rights oh, yeah. to his films. That's why there's an estate. And that's he had his own... His, uh, estate in, in Los Angeles, and he called it Green Acres. It's no longer Whoa. owned by the family. But one of the, his things he liked to do was 3D photography. And uh -huh. the box set included his original yeah. photography. You would wear the 3D glasses, the red and green ones, and oh. you could see them in 3D. Now watch his creative way, just like the laundry. This is how he does dishes. Oh, God, what a great way to do dishes. He spins. Yeah, he puts the thing so it will naturally unspin. Once again, though, he doesn't, you know, like. He got this from my TikTok video, instructional video. <laughs> Life hack. Life hack. Now watch how he'll put them away. Okay. Yeah. Oh, so he's just going to put the shelf there? and then... Yeah. <laughs> if only. Now watch, he just lifts it. Now he will dry his dishes. Oh, with the heat. Now, I think that's a wood shelf, right? Uh-huh, right, under a flame. You get that charbroil plate. Mm. <laughs> this tastes great. Did you, is it, is it, uh, <laughs> is it smoked ham? No, that's the plate, sir. <laughs> oh, there it is. What right. a genius. Now, what they're doing is they're signing the rule uh, the, like, Dear uh, sir. Okay, yeah, yeah. They're signing a letter that, like, we want to do the dam. I've got all the money. Dear straight treasurer. 
and basically all the hickories will sign it except for guess who uh bus uh harold yeah no, dad but then they'll say isn't that cute he wants to sign well hey you're a hickory and he will sign and he'll do with the biggest john hancock of the whole thing. hickory dickory duck is how he signs it <laughs> so he's saying what do you think of the letters boys and the other two give their opinion and then like harold lloyd just plays along yeah yeah it's good yeah i concur he's trying so hard to be a hickory boy you see how he keeps on not being able to sign it now it's a little endearing how they're like isn't that cute he goes dad shouldn't i sign he goes Okay, oh. sure thing, son. <laughs> yeah, he is a hickory. Put your John Hickory right here. Jesus Christ, Harold Hickory. Yeah, now all of their names, you know, he's Harold Lloyd, and the other guy is Jim Hickory. His real name is, um. oh, no, it's not true. No, it's not true. Leo Wills is Leo Hickory. Olin Francis is Olin Hickory. Uh, well, I was going to say how neat it was that their first name of all the actors was their first name in the film, but it's really not true. It wasn't so, good for them because they meet a Blair Witch later on. Yes. What? So here, it's like, you guys come into the medicine show? It says, medicine show? Who gave permission for a fucking medicine show? And then they're going to real. did you? No, sir. Did you? No, sir. Well, that's there it. The hickories. <laughs> yeah. So it's like, son... Gulp. Gulp. I better drink some of this snake oil. Glug, 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 glug. So he marches his son back in there and says, did you give permission for me? He goes, yes, I did, Dad. He goes, ah, so you're a sheriff now, eh? Okay. He deputizes him and he says, then go shut down the show. Whoa. That'll, that'll be his charge to go down there and kick out the medicine show that he let in. Mary, Mary, you got to close up the medicine show. Quite contra what well, you're doing run DMC again. Right? Yeah, do you want to play that? Mary Mary. <laughs> who's your daddy? Oh, look at that. Star on Broadway. That's weak. Was there a Broadway in nineteen twenty seven? Of course. Broadway melodies in nineteen twenty seven. Run DMC. Mary Mary. No, you're not. Well, you said No. We got busted for playing it's tricky. Yeah, so we can't be heard in Indonesia. But that's our fan base. We have a restriction in Germany. Oh, our German listeners. Why are you bugging? Okay. Oh, here, and here finally. Show, and we have the lamest entertainment ever. A horrible, horrible Mary Dance. Uh, listen, man. Mary Dance is what I'll take. Back <laughs> Back in the Bakersfield and Burbank, that's, mm -hmm. that's lovely, lucky to get a very dance. Now, here is He-Man, and this is what the medicine is going to do for you. Now, look, he can't get through because he's a wimpy, wimpy little hickory. Yeah, fellas. So, look, he gets sure. an idea. Like, some dog, you see that guy pushed right through. Oh, so he's, he's in the butt. Right I think now, he just climb over everybody like they're trees. Now, look. He walked in, now he's walking out, and that walks Harold out. Huh? Damn it. it. It's as funny as Buster Keaton. Now look, this dog gives him an idea. Oh, hey. just follow the dog. 
There he go. Wow. No animal. Harold Lloyd always claimed this to be his favorite amongst all his films. In later years, he proudly screened the film in select theaters and film schools. Oh, that's cool. It's not a bad movie so far, right? It's it's and it was a huge hit. This made him the biggest box office draw in 1927. Wow. And we are talking Metropolis and Jazz Singer and, and Wings during that year. Yeah, he was the top box office attraction. I really want to try some snake oil. I would totally be in front row, like, come on. He's like, excuse me, excuse me, I have to shut you down. Excuse me. You, son, you can have this. <laughs> uh, hey, excuse me, performer commanding the stage. Right. Uh, yeah. If it's okay with you, I'd like to shut down the show. My dad told me. Sure, certainly, oh, son, right? but have you tried? Since I got your ear, everyone's ear, have you tried? Oh, he's telling to go away. Yeah. Never mind that, folks. Pick a card, any card. Excuse me, excuse me, I must insist. He goes, all right, all right, come on up here. Come on up here, sir. Pick, Pick a card. That card. So he basically, okay, he's going to do a trick that proves that the sheriff is out of sight. I kind of don't know what that means, like. Certainly, we didn't say out of sight until, like, late 60s. You think, like, out of sight, man? Now, watch this. Trapdoor. Jesus Christ. And look who so loves it. Watch him clap. It's Hank. Watch Hank. (laughs) (laughs) I don't like that guy. Yeah, we're not supposed to. It's really kind of tragic that he killed himself. I was trying so hard to find the story. Was he sick? Was he a drunk? Did he get maimed? Like, why would he do that? Did he suffer from depression his whole life? I couldn't find the answer because he's a footnote. You see, Mike, that's one of the sucky things about doing the research for this film. These guys, you see all these films they were in, and you don't know any of them, you know? He worked with blah, blah, blah. He worked with blah, blah, blah. Well, who the hell is blah, blah, blah? We're out of context. You know, at this point, Carl, I mean, we're old guys and we, we might have younger listeners, but this film is pretty old for all of us. Yes. You know, so we don't know the culture, really. <laughs> the star on his butt. Oh, like the Sneetches. He's looking for, yeah, like the star, the star-butted Sneetches, I remember. Yeah. He's looking for his, uh, his, uh, I have my authority. You're so, no longer a sheriff. Give me your badge and gun. Okay. <laughs> um the um the only other thing about Hank Cooper his name is Ralph Yearsley and he's English he was British born but he he worked in a lot of Hollywood films he died uh, let's see he's born 1896 so he did not have a long life and there's some story there that I just can't tell you all right now That's I looked right. up Leo Wilson, Olin Franstons, Konstantin Romanov, who Sandowski there, Frank Landing. I don't know. The, they're not like, for instance, Frank Landing, an American actor of the silent area era, appeared in 84 films between 1910 and 1934. This is kind of information I was able to pull out because there's nothing relatable to our audience. Look how they're fucking with this guy, man. Ah, uh, man. And there's no Uh-oh. like stunt doubles. You know, that's Harold's ass. Wow, yeah, this man, is crazy. That medicine Ooh. show was fire. 
Come on, even Jackie Chan doesn't dangle from a trapeze uh, thing over a, a now fire. Now, who saves him? Mary saves him. Yay. So, now, I, I bring you down here to shut down the medicine show, and they've got you stringed up as if it's a lynching, and the town burns down. What? You're, you're a hickory? Come on, kid. That's my sheriff. I'll give you 24 hours to get out of town. Who's that, the medicine? Oh, the That's Flash, yeah, the yeah. leader of the medicine guy. He goes, Flash I'll was... get the key to unlock you, Mr. Hickory. She really likes him. Now, is that Flash, uh, Spider-Man's friend, who is such a jerk? No, that isn't Flash. Flash was uh, a high school kid in the, <laughs> right, in 66, 67, sure. I doubt. Although there is a Flash in the most recent Spider-Man movies. There's a Even guy playing Flash. reason why this is Flash. Look, he's in the box to hide. And who should see it but... Yeah, Hoop. Yeah. And Hoop is going to say, ha, 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 I'm going to fuck him over again. And he locks him in there. Oh, no. Ha! Yeah, now now Hoop is happy with the world. Oh, where's Mr. Hickory? Oh, no. Where's Mr. I have the key, Mr. Hickory. He's in a, a hickory... Wait a minute. He's in a wicker basket outside of fire? Yes. Now... Mary's livelihood has fucking burnt burnt down. So she's got, you know, that was her father's legacy. Now you can't really say that. You can't really say that that Harold Lloyd. Look at her butt jiggle, man. This is the um, best. Don't say it. Don't say it. butt jiggle. Butt jiggle. Don't it say it. Butt jiggle. It isn't. Don't jiggle. say it. You don't want to spend an hour and a half in the editing room. <laughs> <laughs> That's right. Getting rid of. Jingle boobs reference. Okay, unlocked her savior. Now it really isn't um Harold Hickory's fault that this place burned down. It's Flash for being a dick. But right. still She's gonna but, blame him. No, she's not. No, she's not. Throughout the whole film, she's like, You're the man for me. Now look, he feels her tears crying. But the gag is, it's also raining. So he's going to be like, wow, is she crying? God's crying. Now she's oh. crying because she has nowhere to live. She has no income. She has no anything. I mean, her medicine show has burnt down. Oh, yeah, there's the tears. Yeah, but it's really raindrops. I've never uh, seen that gag before. <laughs> yeah, he's a, the gagman. Okay, his name, her name really is Jabina, Jabina, Jabina Ralston. Yeah. And she was Jojo. In, what? Jojo, Jojo, is that a nickname? Sure. Uh, she would go on to play a supporting part in Wings, big deal. But apparently it is. It uh, is. She was perhaps best remembered for her on-stream chemistry with Harold Lo with Lloyd, with whom she worked on seven films. Um I don't know. She died in 67. Well, wow, that's good. That's a, a long time to live. Yes. Mm -hmm. yeah. She was born in 1899, which means she was born in the 1800s. It's funny. My son was born in December 28th, 1999. And when he's going to be a grandpa, they're going to say, dad is so old. He was born in 1999. Like it's I know, wild. right. Like what we so, think of as 1800s, you know. That's still part of the 1800s. Yeah. yeah. Now she has nowhere to live, nowhere to sleep. So he brings her home to their house. 
Dad, what was it like growing up in 1980? Oh, it was rough. All we had to watch was Wildcats with Horatio Sands uh, <laughs> growing up in the 2000s. He was streaming movies. There uh, was no such thing as 3D holographic theater cinema in your home. Right, in your home. Okay, so the two brothers are in their pajamas and... I don't know. That means that they don't want to be seen in their pajamas. I don't get the, I don't get it. Like they're being modest. But the thing is, they're completely clothed. You know, right. their pajamas well, are head to toe. You don't see a dick. I just don't get it. Do they have a little flap on their ass? Yeah, for pooping. Yes, they yeah. do. It's so great. You don't have to take your one piece off. Right. It's not just for pooping. Let's say you wanted like expose your butt. Easy peasy. Now look, you see how they're sneaking upstairs, but she turned around. I don't get it. I don't get it. They're bashful. Come here, you. Come here, you. Hey, <laughs> hello. Whoa. Yes. Yeah. Okay, so I don't. Okay, that is going to be the premise for about, you know, six to eight minutes now. They're modest and shy. They don't want to be seen naked, even though they're not naked. So you have the setup for our gag here. Pretty impressive. So it's nice of him to give her a place. Yes, it is. And now, as you know, back in those days, yes, you only can choose from the human beings in your immediate environment. You know, if you're you're marrying the neighbor's daughter because you know that's right. So in that same way, these goofy dudes are like it's a girl there's a girl it's a girl there's a girl so they'll have all kinds of goofy you know try nervousness around a girl and trying to get her attentions and so he's gonna go off and make some coffee okay and he's gonna try to entertain her with do you remember there was that the GIF viewfinder, GA, what was it called? Oh, the viewfinder. You just yeah. said it. So it's the, but but what was, they were called like GAF, GEF. Was it like Fisher Price? Yeah. GEF. Maybe not Fisher Price, but anyway, it's the 1880s version of that. You have two pictures. They're a little cockeyed, so they kind of feel 3D. And you look through a viewer. We'll get oh, the, I know what you're talking. Oh, I didn't, they're not. Well, viewfinders are 3D. I mean, yes, that's they are. Yes, they are. And that's what we're going to get here. Do you remember Paris on the viewfinder? No, but I certainly remember Disney World. We had one of Disney World. We had one of Dinosaurs. Mm -hmm. We had one of Grand Canyon. We had a lot of Disney movies, like the, uh, the Seven Dwarves and shit like that. Yeah. Yeah. Like really old Disney movies. G-I-F-G-A-F. I don't know what it says. Oh, got spooned. They're so modest. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> oh, that must feel really good on your balls. Now they're okay. outside. What's going on? What's going on? Oh, it's the wind. Oh, I'm falling for that because it's a movie. Look at oh, them it's poor great. <laughs> what they go for, just get your, your balls indoors man see that's the thing about him he really is a hickory he's fucking with them you know he's clever uh 
he really should be considered as cool as the right. sheriff and his two other two sons. God, they must be drenched. <laughs> yeah. What was that? The fucking wind again, Mary. I told you. Why you bugging? <laughs> Why you bugging? Breaking beans. There's something about Mary's. There is something about Mary. Here's the viewfinder. Oh, yeah. Oh, these are cool. So that's what he was into, Rand. It was really cool to, to see the photos. This is as best you can do for entertainment back then. You did a lot of book reading, a lot of talking, card playing. Right. Uh, etchings. Do you want to come up to my room and see my etchings? Viewfinder toy. Now, the internet cares that they made a mistake and put the images backwards. I don't know why we care. I know. I've been complaining. She just, she just saw this brothers for the first time. Oh, my God. Look how wet that hand is. Yeah, it's called GIF mm. Viewmaster Retro Toy Game Animated. Now, you would go on today to have the computer, gra you know, the GIF. That's just a coincidence. Well, don't forget the magic eye. There was a bridge. Remember looking at that, that, that image, and then that image pops out, a boat? The magic eye. Oh, it yeah, purple. You stare at it and unfocus your eyes, and uh -huh. it will pop. Yeah. 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 I can never do that. It was hard. I would eventually do Once you could do it on one picture, anytime you looked at that picture, you could do it. But yeah. like the first time you saw the picture, you had to really unfocus. I, where is it? Fuck it. Well, like in, in Purple Onion, the first 10 minutes, they use a magic eye. And I would have been like, yeah, fuck it. I'm done. Movie's over. <laughs> you can tell, I'm not going. Okay. So the neighbors come over and say, look, it is. Um, the, the Hickories come over. And that was. Uh, the Hoopers come over and say right. it's improper for some girl to be staying at your house. You need a house where there are other women or otherwise it's improper. And so Hoop kind of trumps them, you know, Harold Lloyd there. So we missed it. But when he was closing the door, um, Hank was like, <laughs> fuck you, right. baby. slam. <laughs> nice. No, yeah, Hooper trumps him so many times. As much as Harold Lloyd trumps Hoop, Hoop trumps Hank Hickory here. A little tit to tat. So yeah. now the brothers don't know the girl's gone. So Harold will take advantage of the situation and pretend, you know, he will sleep where the girl's the girl is. He's not sleeping on a bale of hay. He says, I'm gonna go sleep in the barn. Yeah, Flash and the not great San San. And, uh, and not the Sandoni. Mm -hmm. They have nowhere to sleep either, so they slept in the in some barn. And he goes, Look, the sheriff's got all this money for some dam or something. We we got no living or income anymore. Let's go fucking steal that money. That's not a bad idea. Let's I have an idea. Let's when they build the dam, we could sleep in it. Or we could just take the money. <laughs> yeah. Okay, so where's Harold? Oh, he slept in the barn, and there's a lady sleeping in the parlor. She was invited. Oh, you know, he, he te they tell him the story. There she is. Now, don't wake her up. They're being considerate, so they're tiptoeing out. <laughs> It looks so stupid. 
look pretty good. The old Belton. Now, of course, the dad doesn't care about the girl. Uh, I don't know what happened to the mom or anything, but, you know, he's, he's, he's a grown man and uh, he's been with women, but the other two have not. So they're going away, but they both will sneak back. Oh, check out the lady? Yeah, and, like, give her breakfast to say, see, I'm a nice guy. But it's going to be Harold. Yes. Oh, look how he holds. I like that hat. He's like um, uh, Backstreet Boy, uh, Bowery dead Boys. Kids. Bowery yeah, Boys. Dead End Kids. Uh, he's satchy as his. Come on, Spit. I don't know what you're talking about, Bloodbane. Yes. TV, wow. get over here. There All right, Syphilis. Satch and Mo, is that there? There was Satch and somebody. Yeah, I yeah. And Gorsi and the other guy. Yes, right. And uh, look, he's hiding that he was breakfast. giving him her breakfast. I don't know why he should want to hide it. Oh, because they all probably have affection for her. Yeah. And all they have affection for is there's a human who's of a different gender. That was back then. You didn't find a girl and find the right girl for you. You just right. found a girl. Now look, uh, he's got to pretend he's a girl, so he's putting on jewelry. Pretty clever. I learned this from John Candy. And look at it, he's putting up his finger. Oh, thank you. Give a little pinky up. <laughs> that's, that's what girls do. Now he gets the benefit of having a breakfast with oatmeal and flapjacks. Thank you. <laughs> oh, man, that coffee must be terrifying. Back in the day? Yeah, they didn't have K-Cups. No, there was no k <laughs> Thank you. Well, the thing is, like, yesterday at Scotty's, uh, which would make sense on air because it is Sunday and we're airing live, right? Of course, wink, yes. wink. Wink, so, wink. They, 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 the show was going to start at nine o'clock, and at seven o'clock, they put the coffee on that heater. And I was thinking to myself, that's going to be so burnt by nine o'clock. What are you guys doing? But I didn't say anything. I like, I like bars that have coffee. You know, I, I don't drink, and I always get soft drinks, but you know, that's kind of a pain. Yes. In the ass yeah. Because you don't, you know, sugary or whatever. You know, so one time I was at, this was years ago, Thank at the. You. I was at the improv. This is yeah. even before I moved to Los Angeles. And I wanted to wake up, but I didn't want to. So I go to the bartender. I'm like, do you, do you have you any Red coffee. Bull? Oh, and Red he, Bull. And he's like, no, I have coffee. Do you want coffee? And I go, yeah, I do want coffee. Great but idea. He was, he was one of those bartenders where, like, if once you order it, he knows you and he, he knows what you're going to drink. So uh -huh. it was cool. Yeah. Oh, I like. I even like the shitty coffee that he have for people, the drunks who need to drive home. You know what I mean? Like. <laughs> So they're both coming, you know, they're both trying to hide that they're going for the girl. You know, oh, they're uh, blah, blah, blah. <laughs> It's the only time he gets brotherly love. Look, they're both, yeah, that's right, when they think he's a brotherly girl. Oh, and then here comes the chick. Why are you bugging? They're like, hey! hey. Mary, Mary, there's two Marys. Mary, Mary, why are you bugging? <laughs> Wait a minute. Harold! Nope. Nope. <laughs> <Just>. <laughs> right he jumps out the window. <laughs> Nuts. Now they're running. Now, this is a pretty good gag. Like, where is he? Where is he? Where do you camera's at an angle, right? Wow. 
Smart. You see how smart right. he is? He's as good a hickory as any. Look how hungry that goddamn horse is. Look, uh, at You that. can see the ribs, yeah. Yeah. Now, he's got plenty of hay to eat, so I don't get it. Tripping do you, him? Do you ever, like, have a bad steak or hamburger and you say, oh, I can see the marks where the jockey hit the... Uh... <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. Wow, right. that's yeah. Did I worked at Burger King in high school, and you know those char marks? Yeah, They're right. On the frozen patty already. Yeah, I know. They're, they're painted awful. on. It doesn't matter. We eat it. Food. You know, if you watch uh, sport, uh, Murlox, Sporlock, Murlock, what was it? The fast now, did food. Did you see movie? the bug? Did you see the bug? Yeah, it went right in him. Yeah, why you bugging? So, supersize me too, hot chicken. The the documentary sequel. He creates a chicken it. restaurant. Did you see the sequel where he creates a, yes. a chicken patty that's breaded and has grill marks on it? Look at this. Look. You see the hat? Yeah. We think it's the dad. Again, these guys are idiots. They only live with their, their brother for, like, their entire lives. Right. They're like, okay, dad. So Okay, Barry. Super, there, there'll be another gag. That's why I keep in. Wait, there's dad. Hey. Oh. Uh, let's come back to you, the... Um, Super Size Me story. Harold's caught. He goes yeah. to look. It wasn't hitched. Look at how he just hops over shit like this. Yeah, I know. He's a hickory as much as them. I, oh, I mean, right in, the hole. in real life, yeah. He's Now watch. Watch this. He goes, here, Dad. Here's your jacket. Uh -huh. Here's <laughs> your beat hat. Him up. Right. They're going to beat him up. They're going to beat up their dad. And who do you think win a fight between father and sons? Yeah, but you're asking me. His own brother, like you motherfuckers. <laughs> there is no question. Like, why did you beat me up? Right. Pow! Whack! Batman. Okay, now the two sons are beat, and Harold will take credit for that when Mary shows up, as if he's a tough guy. But Mary doesn't really hate the brothers. They haven't really. No, he's just she's just trying to impress. He's just trying to impress. There comes Mary, right? So he goes, "Oh, uh, uh, all right. Listen, you fucks. You're gonna <laughs> get that again if you ever try this. Won't let you off so easy. Super impressive. Okay, tell me about Super Size Me too. They all so Morgan Spurlock decides to create his own chicken fast food chicken restaurant because that's yeah. the new thing. So he talks to a bunch of food nerds, you know, the, the specialists, and they talk about how you can airbrush the grill marks on it, or you can deep fry it. And I think what he does is both. He deep fries it and then <laughs> paints the grill marks on it. And then when people come to his restaurant, he points it out. Yup, he puts it on the signs. It was a great film. So she says she's earning her board at the Hooper's house by helping with the yard. The lady work. With the lady work. And this is the, uh, you know, his enemy, but he doesn't really care. If she's the, the, the daughter of Medicine Show guy, I would be like, can you make some hooch for me? Well, I'll he wait. died. He died. But I mean, like, she knows how to make this stuff, right? Like those guys would be like, "I don't know." It's not clear. There's never any real backstory. It's sort of like she, the the dad was doing it all, and she was part of it, doing dancing. Now that he's gone, Flash was like, "Listen, 
This is our income. Let's keep it going. And she reluctantly agreed. Reluctantly. Okay, so now the brothers are going to try. Yeah. Well, well, well. Oh, so ugly, man. <laughs> they, they definitely look lived in, for sure. Oh, go to the back door. Yeah, he goes, yeah, that'll teach you. See, really, he was running around to get to the back, but he's pretending that he chased him. Can I, I'm going to listen to the chase music. If you leave it on for a second, you'll see that the score is thought up, thought, well thought out, and goes along with the movie. It has a more dramatic thing than the piano tinkering away. There's Hooper dad saying, come on, let's fucking go. All right. Bye, Mary. They're oh. so, I don't know if the word is jealous, but they just can't believe that she likes that little wimp. But as you and I know, he's not a. Oh, he's I mean, a pretty savvy guy. Wrong, but yeah, he definitely deserves to be. Now they're going to, as soon as she's gone. Goodbye. Oh, yeah, they're right behind. Trying to save his own butt. Uh-oh. <laughs> Hello. Oh, anyway. Hi, darling. I guess back then you could do that. Like, you can hold a conversation while someone's on a <laughs> carriage. Bye again. She doesn't look annoyed by that. She doesn't even look perplexed that he's doing it. What's exciting about this shot is that a lot of times I see old movies, they're just backdrops. You know what I mean? Like, they have yeah. a screen. And they have, but this is like actually shot, shot with the camera moving, and you can see the brothers behind Look them. Look what drops. Right. It's not now. There was a painting when we saw the goat, and it changed. I don't know why, but okay. So she's lost her stuff, and he's got it. Okay, and they've lost him. Sat. Uh, that. If only there was like carriage wheel track marks or something. Now look. He's pretending he's with the girl so that they won't beat his ass. Right. And that's what I see as an audience member. Yeah, I see that. Look at that. <laughs> he's so clever. Some gag man wrote that and he took credit. Now, there's yeah. a director shuffle on this film and it was really, really bad. This director was pretty much, this whole movie was pretty much directed by the director that gave us the famous All Quiet on the Western Front. Oh, really good guy from, from last year, the German film. God, no, that guy's still cracking no. that movie. Yeah, <laughs> not so the original. Four films of All Quiet on the Western Front, and the 2022 was our latest. Um, this guy's name was Lewis Milestone, and he was a big deal. He was he was sort of nobody. He joined the Army Signal Corps in 1917, and he was he made educational short films for U.S. troops. Well, he took that skill and went to Hollywood. He was under the wing of this director, William Setzer, and that's it. He had a career. He started off as a, a, um, a cutter, then he became an editor, then an assistant director and screenwriter, and then a director. Oh. He did for Howard Hughes. Now, Hooper Hoop's going to be embarrassed because it's like. You're going to the you're going to the damn thing with me, and he goes, "Well, no, I'm I'm going with your arch enemy." He goes, "Well, if you're not going with me, you're not going with anybody." Damn it! Look at this! Boom! Harold right in the ear, right in the fucking ear. Yep. That would lead later to him being so humiliated 
he committed suicide. No, he'll go after him. Look, uh, oh come on, him. that's come on. I already yeah. got fooled. Set up. You saw how flowing it was. You yeah. know what it'll be. Yeah, yeah. Fool me twice. Uh, what? <laughs> it's was, the, it's the second director. Now look, they're walking off. Hey, fucking shit! A lot of cursing out of me today. Well, there's a lot of cursing in the original. You just don't hear it. Now they're not holding hands or anything, even look. though they Here's clearly it. like each other. Hey, fuck you, fucking neighbors. <laughs> you don't hear well, it. Now, why is everybody walking away? Because the money for the dam got stolen. Oh, so there's no dam tonight. Damn. Damn. Where did we get? What was the line in uh, Vegas Vacation? Or, what, or no. Damn. Yeah, where's the damn bathroom? Uh, I'll answer look, I think my damn photos. <laughs> This is this damn electricity is pouring through seventeen thousand damn volts. <laughs> Ask me any damn question you want. Where's the damn bathroom? <laughs> now, Daddy Hooper, of course, is like someone broke into your house, stole the money from the box, and you don't know shit about it. He's like yeah. basically saying, "I think you stole it." But don't they realize, like, there was two other strangers besides Mary? No, because, well, I mean, there are strangers in town, and the medicine course, show burned yeah. down, but they're not putting two and two together. The so, medicine show burned down. No, but what you're talking about, Mike, they're about to think. You see, he sees the medicine show... They're the only strangers. Yeah. So he's like, I think I know who did it, and I'm going to go get him. But then Hooper's like, wait a minute. You're not going anywhere. So he can't leave. He's the sheriff, isn't he? Yes. But he's being accused of a crime here, and there is no, like, due process of law necessarily. Like, you can't hold me without charging me and arraigning me. He's just being accused verbally. It's like, oh, you piss me off. So he says, all right, kids. He goes to his two sons. Give him the guns. Give him all the guns. He goes, you go get those fellas from the medicine show and bring them back here. So his strong, strapping, deputized sons are assigned to the task, but they won't accomplish it. Guess who will? The kid brother? Son, you might get hurt. This is a man's job. Fucking shit, Dad. Oh, come on. I didn't put on my bow tie this morning for not nothing. <laughs> for, no, you're right to say not. That's for 1800s, not? 1800s. I didn't put this bow tie on for not. <laughs> as one says. <laughs> yeah, as one says in 1830. Now... They're off to find him, and shucks, that's depressing. And here's Mary. Why aren't you going with your brothers? She doesn't want to say, because I'm not respected. Now, they don't give us a placard for how he explains it, so I guess you could see from his behavior. 
Oh, there oh, we go. Do excuse me, excuse me. There's not that many placards in this movie. They the story moves along quickly. Yeah. Why are uh, we calling placards? Because I don't know how to pronounce it. And you've because, been letting me No, that's right, placards. It, oh, all right. I don't know. Placard? Captain Picard. Now you just flew on a plane a bunch of times recently. Do you remember them saying pay attention to lighted signs and placards? You're saying it right. Okay. What what lighted signs, yes. Don't smoke, which I immediately put out my cigarette when that lights up. I think they're lit signs and placards, but I'm not saying anything. Yeah. Now look at him talking her up. Uh look at her talking him up. Do you really believe in me? No. Oh, yeah. Oh, that. wow. That, hey. That was right on the lips. And Dude. this is 1827. Hayes' office is going to kick your ass. Yeah, right. There wasn't really a... Is this, is this pre-code Hollywood? Yes. Okay. So Hoop is like, you're letting them get away. He's, the, he's letting her get away. She's part of the medicine show. Okay, now he's going to get kicked onto the rowboat and... He's going to shift positions, but I didn't even notice until the internet told me it was a continuity error. Bonk! I was going to say, how did they get him on the boat? Now, look, do you see him shift positions? Watch. See? It's hardly, hardly, right? He he got hit in the head, and he fell right into a boat. God bless that take. And he will drift right to the place where they've got the money. Come on. Come on. Well, you sure, like, the the Ramsey didn't... Didn't he, like, they find the... Anyway, I was going to make a Moses joke. Like, uh-huh. the, the basket goes down the Nile. He just but... happens to go to the Pharaoh's house. Yeah, right. <laughs> That's true, too. God, you're right. God does not know how to write monkey? stories. Yes, I remember this monkey. That is going to let him know this, this I luck by good fortune. It's called the Black Ghost, this ship, but there won't be any ghosts you know yeah it's just sort of an abandoned ship and we saw it in the beginning and i mentioned it right he goes, the black ghost look, ship. look and he throws it down there and what should it be it's that letter that they all signed wait a minute no it's not no it's not this is i didn't call it out when they did it these are all the people who uh, who contributed to the damn money and he goes wait a minute the damn money it's on the damn boat they got the goddamn money. Okay, now he will lose his rowboat, which you will think means trouble later, but somehow it's not trouble later. Oh, he gets well. He's gonna. It's like he's stranded now or something, but that never pays off. Well, this is like a new act, right? We're gonna just have uh, yes, shenanigans right. on the boat. Well, we're basically heading into Act Three here. Uh, he. I would say we're in Act 3. I would say we're in Act 3. Now, because the money's been stolen and it's the final battle, the ticking right. clock, the final Jeez. race, you know, it's the... Right. So he's super stranded. Now, the internet wants to tell me this is a continuity error because it's all sunny and a second later he'll be in a shadow implying that the sun has changed position, but I didn't even notice. That is like I've watched this movie a hundred times. Right. Yeah. Okay, well, I don't think anyone knows either. Now, it, now he's in the shadow of yeah, the but wall it's, a clo- it's a close up. Yeah, you know. I know. Who cares? It Who was cares? all sunny on the deck. 
No, have you? So Harold Lloyd's one of his famous films is Safety Last, where he's dangling yes. from the clock hands. Yes, exactly, and that's one of the reasons why they say he was like daring. He was a, a stunt, you know. But that, that said, the stunt he did was dangerous, but it wasn't what was on the screen. They actually, you know, did some Hollywood magic and had a clock not too far off the ground, but shot it so it looked like he was way out there. Um, okay, so Lloyd hanging from the hands of a high clock above the street. Dangerous, but risk exaggerated by camera angles. Yes. So you're saying it was the other way around. It didn't look as dangerous as it really was. No, I'm saying that it looked like he was dangling off this clock tower. But however, when they shot it in the studio or whatever in the lot, it was a stage. Like it was, it, it, they used camera angles to cover up the fact that he wasn't that far off the ground. It was still a dangerous stunt, but it was not. It was not... still dangerous, but they made it. Yeah, Safety Last, 1923, considered one of his most enduring images in yeah. cinema. Lloyd performed lesser stunts by himself. Now, you know Keaton did all those stunts. Seriously dangerous things. And it was seriously stupid, too. But he was young. He right. was making a movie. And I think the language of movies is that if you have a little girl, you kick the little girl, and it looks funny, even though it hurts everybody. You know what I mean? Like, the girl goes yeah. boink, 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 and you can move on. Like, all this stuff. <laughs> now, so... Basically, the okay. Whenever there's a pot of money laying around and you've got two bad guys, there's gonna be a fight. There's gonna be one guy trying to take it all or something. That's what's going on. So they don't know that Harold Lloyd is here. So we're gonna see a bunch of gags in which he's hiding. Okay, now it's unrealistic, but this is a movie. They were only lit by a candle. It's fallen out, and now it's fucking dark as night, man. It's not It's not catching on fire like the last scene with the medicine now, show? Right, it is not. Now, he sees Harold Lloyd and, like, kind of... Tr no, he doesn't. No, he doesn't. Excuse me. Excuse me. He has now basically killed Sandoni and put him... Okay, who should come in but the monkey who will out him? Uh, right. I feel backwards. He, like, fucked up Flash and shoved him down there. I think he's dead, but he might just be knocked out. We won't really interact with him again. We're going to have is it? What is it, Lassie? What is it? Timmy yeah, fell down the well? He goes, look, you fuck. Right here, you dummy. Look. As if a monkey's got a human brain. Hey. Listen, the monkey's you get money back. He's the he smartest guy in the boat. They're on a boat. And the monkey is revealing Harold Lloyd. It makes all perfect sense. <laughs> now we're going to get a soup. Now look, it's bright daylight. Yeah, no, that we're I agree with. A super, super long sequence in which they're going back and forth. Do you think this is sped up now? The yeah. old silent movie? I don't. Now, Sandoni will get the best of Harold Lloyd very often, but Harold Lloyd will get the best of Sandoni just as many times. Yeah. Since you don't know it's a long sequence, it's a fun chase. It's a fun <laughs> chase. Oh, this is like, it's, it reminds me of Jackie Chan. I mean, it's just what I want to watch in movies, you know, just chaos and a guy beyond doing beyond, stunts beyond, you know. Yep. And that's what you're going to get. Where is he? Where is he? Where is he? Could he be in the closet? Hey, hey, he's in here. A fucking monkey. 
Now, the monkey's going to get his shoes. And the gag here, I don't think it's a believable premise, but the gag is the Sandoni will hear the shoes thinking it's Harold. Oh, Harold. Yeah, thinking it's Harold Hickory. Look, clump, 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 clump. Oh, he's going up the stairs. Clump. Oh, wait, is the music doing clumping noises? This monkey is so trained, man. This monkey is so cooperative. He does everything he's supposed to in the film. Right. Look how he's hanging on. There's a lot of animals. We watched a dog do his thing. We watched how his monkey. Yeah, I know. We saw a goose chase the tail of a pig. How we saw a pig wear a hat and walk down the hill. Well, that you can put a hat. Yeah, oh, what, one take? That's not a one take shot. Look, so he thinks he's hearing, he's always on the roof. Bonk, 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 bonk. Hey! Uh, monkey. How trained is this monkey? I know, I haven't seen a trained monkey since monkey business with uh, Harvey Keitel. Oh, that was trained. Order birds. Gotcha! Huh? Oh, damn it. It's just my monkey wearing Harold's shoes. Damn, I can't believe I fell for that again. Look at that. Look at that. Oh, I'm a fucking monkey. Yeah. <laughs> After all that. Okay, now, he's got the money, and there'll be a continuity error. Like, he collects all the money, but then it spills out. Ah, it's not even interesting. <sighs> they have a story to tell. I'm okay with it. So, once again, Harold has been bested. Because now he's got the money, but he finds what looks like a rifle, and he's going to best. Hello, Sheriff. He goes, huh? Sheriff's here. Stick him up. Huh? Oh, it's a pipe. You keep him covered, Sheriff. I'll get the money. Why would he say Sheriff instead of da not Dad? But okay. Well, they're on the job. I guess, yes. Yeah, well, you got to keep the personal shit off the stage. What an idiot. Bonk. <laughs> what? I'm such an idiot. I can't believe I fell for that for so long. Perfect. Huh? So this director was one of the first. He made up. You know how, like, um, a camera will be on the dolly on tracks? Yeah. He made it up. It's they a milestone. It's a milestone move. Just like his name. His name is Lewis Milestone. Yeah, it's a milestone. So you were saying the director got taken off this film? Yeah, there was some sort of problem. Um, okay, production originally began with the director, Lewis Milestone, but due to contract difficulties with Warner Brothers, he had to resign. Due to contract problems with another studio, Lewis left the production after having filmed the majority of the film in an uncredited capacity. He was replaced with Ted Wilde. Wilde had to leave the film due to illness. He later died of a stroke. This guy died uh, at 40 years old. So Harold replaced him with two gag men as directors. It really didn't go. J.A. Howe and Lex Neal. But Lloyd wound up directing most, much of the film himself as he did with most of his films, he never took credit for directing, only producing. So they had a great director for most of it. And when they were in trouble, they were just like, fuck it. Let's just finish this film. Finish the film. Bonk! Ouch. Bonk! Why, why, is, he not, why is he not in pain? 
you'll find out. Bonk! It bent the. Whoop! Oh. <laughs> oh! Damn it! Jesus, what a crazy stunt. Now, luckily for Harold, Sandoni cannot swim. Blink. Okay. Are they by the dam? No, there is no dam. They collected money for the damn dam. But isn't there like a damn lake no. nearby? Well, no. Their party was the like, like sort of christening or beginning, like like the treasurer is going to come get the money, and now it'll be funded. So that was what that event was. I got gotcha. you. The money got stolen. Now look how good Harold is. Like he he, he does he help. Knows, right. Not so great, Sandini. He's a hickory. Now, this, Sandoni will best him. He will best Sandoni. Sandoni will best him. He will best Sandoni. But in the end, gotcha, Mario. Donkey Kong. Donkey Kong. Throwing barrels. You got to bring up the Donkey Kong. I can't swim. I can't swim. Those are my shoes. Gotcha. Okay. No, you got him. Harold Hickory is really, really He's a contender here. Yeah, yeah. He is just as good as his brothers, and he he's just not as strong as them, not as old as them. But he'll he'll fight. I mean, look at that. Pow. Yeah, this is good fighting. Every time guys. you think Sandoz Ooh, right in the neck. Every time he bests him. You think he's out of it. He bests him back. Back into the water. <laughs> and then I can't swim. I can't swim. Right. But Harold yes. can swim. He's going to take advantage of that right now and try to murder Sandon. San, San, God Sand Sardastic. He's, he's going to try to murder Sardastic. Sandoni. Sardonic? Sandoni. Sardonic. Lloyd made nearly 200 comedy films, both silent and talkies, between yeah. 14 and 47. His bespeckled glass character was a resourceful, ambitious go-getter who matched the zeitgeist of the 1920s era in the United States. Usually his films are in metropolises, but this was one of his rural. Right. Yeah, yeah, that's true. Yeah, you should check out. His silent movies are good. You know, didn't we, uh, Preston Surge, I oh, God, I wish I had my shit together. He made a movie called College, uh, where he was like, uh, well, "That's a that's a college is a Buster Keaton." Oh, okay, I'm thinking Buster then. Okay, he is about to do the greatest thing to to really incapacitate. He's hog tying. Hog -tying. Well, that's just the beginning. He's really gonna fucking incapacitate him, and he's gonna fuck him up all the way back to the dad. Okay, I'm, I can't wait to see this. He's going to drag his body. Now, here comes the son to report. The fuck I know, Dad. I don't know. No. Because, no, nope, we couldn't. We went clear beyond the county. We can't find a trace of him. Now, Hoops will actually say it. Jim Hickory, I believe you stole that money. I agree. Big fight. He's saying what we're all thinking. <laughs> I think Mary, goodness, Mary, you've got big tits. He's, I'm just saying what we're all thinking. <laughs> your headliner. Now it's time to bring up your headliner. Okay, now, see, the, the internet thinks it's another continuity error. I don't agree. 
No, the money was there. The money, it's all put away, and then there's some left on the table. Now, we can't see to the <laughs> right. Now, nah, the internet's probably right, but it's not that big a deal, a continuity error. Here's it's my not, least favorite gag in the film. Your least favorite gag? Yeah, he can't reach. Is that funny that he can't reach? It's funny that Harold Lloyd's oblivious to it. Yeah. As many of life's dangers. Okay, so now all the money's put away. And when he runs away, there'll be more. Oh, God. <laughs> oh the money's gone. The Out through the porthole. Is that a big deal? What did the, the, no, I don't give no. a shit. You're right. right. And also, like, whatever those dollars are, they really represent serious money back then. Okay, watch. This is how he completely incapacitates him, invests him. Oh, I just wanted one lifesaver, not the whole role. Yeah. Now the money is in the lifesavers. Oh. Intentionally? Did we watch him do that? Well, the money was in his hands, and oh, I don't I think see. it was intentional, but that is what ended up happening. So look, he's tying him up so that all the life preservers say the same, and this guy is stuck. Oh, one more. Nice what voice. This is like itchy and scratchy. Like you just can't leave him alone. You got to put him on a crane and drag him up. <laughs> <laughs> this guy didn't commit suicide after dealing with all this shit. No, he was the right contender to to, to do it, but it was hoops. Now look what we got here. The waterboard him. Yeah. Well, no, but he's gonna ride <laughs> like a boat. Oh, that's crazy. Remember, he lost his rowboat. It never yeah. became a problem because he did this, you know? It wasn't like, what am I going to do? What am I going to do? So now he's going to broom his way home. <laughs> People pay, hey, guys would pay good money to get uh, to do this. Something dirty. Now, it doesn't look fun. Really, look, he put the broom on his face. I know, it doesn't look fun. awful as an actor. Well, as an actor, you're, it must be terrible. He smacked him. Yeah. So the money's in there. It's going to be dry. The money's in his, in the bad guy, in Sandoni's hands. Did I say it right? God damn it. I have to Sar check. Scar. Sar. Don't fix me up. Sandoni. Sardonic. Sardonic. Okay. <laughs> now. Yeah. They're like, everyone now believes what Sheriff says. And it's like, you know, he's turning in the badge. Yeah. And it's unclear, but I think they're going to fucking lynch him without any jury court. And look how he's not objecting. He's a hickory dude. Now look what. Yeah, look at him. I can't I can't believe this poor fucking actor. Right. It's a real actor there. That's not a dummy. No. But maybe you know, it is here. I don't know. Well, right here, yeah, it has I mean there must be some kind of trickery. It's I mean, you know, if this was now, it would be CGI and there would be like bird shit landing on his face while it turns around or some bullshit. Yep. Now you see how Mary is tied up also. She's one of the medicine Sure. She planned this. She schemed it with the other two. Now, here he comes. Here he comes, our big hero. Now, look, we're losing some life preservers as he goes along. Look at that. 
This when is you were, all practical, man. When you were younger, did you ever try to smoke pot through a, a lifesaver roll? <laughs> no. Look, you, you, Hoops threw it at his head. Come on, save the day. Da, 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 da. Yeah, what there a man goes sure Jeff, Jim, Jim Hickory is, right? He's just taking it. He's going to get killed. Yeah. Bonk! Oh, my God. <laughs> we don't know if that was a real tree branch. It is a movie. Yeah, no, I know. It is a movie, but this guy is getting fucked up. Whoa! Who should it be? That's I've got the me! And then... He's a freak. Here it is. It's like, whoa, whoa. that's my son. Don't let my whoa, dad. He's innocent. <laughs> no, dad gets the money. Here you are, father. And look, the my. brothers love him too. Yeah, Save they're like, life. that kid brother of ours. All <laughs> you had to do <laughs> was save me from a lynching to get my love. <laughs> that's it. This was released surprised. January 22, 1927, distributed nice. by Paramount Pictures. It was a box office success. It has a horrible tag. Oh, there goes Hooper, who's shamed. Yeah. Now there look, goes Mary. Why is walking away. I don't get that, but. Oh, Mary. Oh, Harold. Now, why? If she's looking for Harold, she knew where he was the whole time. We need a couple more minutes of stick before we wrap up. Now, look, they want to kiss each other and hug each other, but they just can't. It's 19, you know, yeah, it's Yeah. All right. Now we're going to period. This is that act three, like you think there's one last battle, but it's more of an epilogue kind of battle because he doesn't. In oh, modern okay. movies, it's supposed to be you think you won, but now you didn't. Well, this time it's sort of like you think you won and you did, so you're going to extra win. I don't right. know. Right. Oh, yeah. Pick a fight. It's my only criticism. Now, here comes all the dust, so we can't see what's happening. And when it the is. dust clears, he's the victor. And then do we see the end? Kind of. Oh, yeah. Look, he's going off in the sunset with his girl, with Mary. Right. Uh, there he is. Ouch. Ow. Now he's going to touch her. Him. Touch her. Put your arm around her. Oh, no. Yeah, see? She doesn't She it did first. it. Oh. Oh. Penis. finish wrong. It's oh, that's penis. it. No credits. Hey, well, that was the kid brother. Uh, Carl, what you, you think of the kid brother with Harold Lloyd? Loved it. Great film. Terrific. Uh, yeah. It's strange when we do great films, but I love yeah. it. Yeah. It's not I'm usual. A, it's no, it is not usual. Uh, oh my god! So I'm looking at at uh, YouTube. There was a movie from '87 called The Kid Brother, aka Kenny, and it looks like a boy without uh, bottom limbs on a uh, hitchhiking with a skateboard. Anyway, so enough about that. We had just watched the 1927 The Kid Brother. Now in the public domain, think? I loved it every yeah. second of it. It was really funny. Uh, it's great. It was a great movie. It was very hard to riff off of a funny movie. I just enjoyed it. You know, you it. would think like this public domain would take us back to crappy movies, like that horrible movie we saw that Charlie Chaplin loved. The um, oh Aaron. god, yeah. Like, what was that no. guy? Name? Yeah, with with Harold Lloyd's around and Buster Keaton's around and that um uh Henry uh he, um that other one we saw. He was pretending to be a baby. It was a really great artist back then. 
what was that film? He remember he walked uh, with mommy dearest, right? Um, tramp, tramp, tramp. There are some great films in the twenties. Funny stuff. Yeah, and, absolutely. Uh, we're really lucky. So it was kind of cool. It was kind of a nice break from watching crappy movies that fail. Oh, right. gosh. Speaking of crappy movies that fail, Carl, <laughs> it's time to talk about next week's film. I'm really excited about this. We're doing the old switcheroo. As you know, Carl, how many times have you watched this movie to research? Uh, this was four, but in honesty, the third time I watched this film, I really was skipping through, trying right. to find these continuity things and trying to find stuff I missed. So I would say I saw it two times and then right now with you and a little extra. Okay, well, sounds good. Well, next week's movie, we're doing the old switcheroo. I am going to do the research. I'm going to watch this movie a bunch of times. Thank you. And Mike. write down notes. Thank you. I'll tell you the reason. I watched a documentary on Tubi from last a couple years ago from the actual director of this film. Wait, Tubi or not Tubi? Tubi. That's my question. No, no, the answer is Tubi. Uh, and, well, the movie or next week we're going to watch from 1974 Ghost in the Noonday Sun. Uh -huh. This is a Peter Sellers, Spike.